You are listening to Video Games to the Max. Hello and welcome to another edition of Video Games to the Max. I'm your host, Sean Garmer, and with me today, not Mark Morrison, is mm-hmm. uh, Chapter Selects Randy Isbell. How are you yeah. doing, sir? I'm, I'm doing okay. I got, you know, the, the deep, sexy voice going on because I went to an MMA fight and yeah. yelled a lot, and my voice is not happy with me uh, today, <laughs> but... I'm excited. How long has this been since I have been on a video games to the max episode? Uh, be, I, what, I don't think I was like, on the game of the year stuff this year. No, so I feel like year. it's been at least a year. Yeah. Wow. That long. That's insane uh, to, to think about. But I mean, to be fair, you've started your your journey with all the sports yeah. stuff, calling the your local uh, basketball and you yeah. do baseballs. I- baseball's going strong and we'll have zero time in may so i'm glad you asked me now yeah right (laughs) with all the tournaments and championship stuff going on in in may it's it's a busy time yeah glad i could glad i could catch you before you and you know you've you try to stay up to playing games but i know you know it's you got other things going on so it's not i always fall into the I, i think i've talked about this on the show before I'm a big baseball person and I love MLB the show and I buy it every year. And then around this time of year, like good stuff will come out and I'll just sit down and like, I'm going to play it or I'll just play another base. <laughs> so I I've dabbled in things. Um, but MLB the show has definitely, it's where most of the hours go right now. That's well, for sure. We will talk about that. Uh, Randy's been playing some Resident Evil 4 remake as well. Yes, and some of those pixel remasters, Mm-hmm. I've gotten to check out that Xenoblade Chronicles 3 Future Redeemed DLC uh, and, a, and an indie game called The Last uh, Case of Benedict Fox as well, which is something I it had some stuff I wasn't expecting. And then, of course, we got to talk about the CMA blocking Microsoft's big merger of Activision Blizzard and where they're going to go from here with that and some other things like the Jedi Survivor Star Wars Jedi Survivor, I should mention, uh, mm-hmm. PC and PS5 uh, issues, and uh, some other things. The Mario movie finally made the $1 billion that That's we've crazy. been slowly inching towards all mm-hmm. these all these times. So we'll worth get it. into worth it. I'm glad oh, they yeah, got for there. sure. I'm glad that they, they did as well, because uh, that movie is definitely worth that. All right, so just to get this stuff out of the way, because, you know, we've got to sell things a little bit here. So just in case it's your first time watching, listening, or it's your hundredth time watching and listening, we always appreciate you. Thank you, regardless of how you consume the show. Um, it's always great to hear from you, anyone and everyone, and know that you guys are, are tuning in. So we do do the show live. Usually it's on Mondays, but today I have to work around Randy's schedule. We're doing it on Sundays. Appreciate it. Um, so, and I appreciate you being on because I don't know if I could do this myself. So we have... Of course, you can watch on YouTube, W2 Network on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitter, wherever it is that you can find W2 Network. We're there live, and you can also watch on demand later on the YouTube channel as well. You go like, subscribe, ring the bell. Whenever we do something, it'll be there. And, of course, we don't just do this. You have Randy's Chapter Select Show, which they did their review of the Super Mario Brothers movie. Mm-hmm. And then you have the Rattlesher Broadcasting people that they, they stay up with all the movie stuff. So any, anytime there's a new movie coming out, 
they have a review up pretty much that next right. Tuesday. So you can make sure you check them out. You got Talk to Kiki for anime. You got MMA for Marks for MMA. And you got some other stuff there too. So uh, thank you again for checking out. And of course, on the podcast side, you can always just search Video Games to the Max. And you'll find us there. Search Randy's Chapter Select. Search wherever. And you'll find that show. And you can subscribe and listen. So let's get into it here. Randy, I'm, I'm going to leave some of the that, that CMA stuff for a little bit later. Because sure. I feel like... Unless you just don't consume gaming news at all, you've probably heard your favorite people talk about that mm-hmm. at this point. It is it has been exhausted. Yeah. Uh, so we will talk about that in a little bit. Let's let's talk about some some games that we playing sure. here, Randy. Like, so you're the big Resident Evil uh, four fan. Mark's talked yeah. about it as well. He's he mm-hmm. reviewed it. So what do you think mm-hmm. about the RE4 remake? Well, I will say this: I, I am a big Resident Evil fan. Um, while I think Resident Evil 4 was fantastic, I still blame it for the downfall of that series for a while. Uh, because of 4, we got 5 and 6 because they went more action-oriented. Um, yes, the remake, very much action-oriented as well. Um, they hit all the, the big marks for this game. They just continue to do this with the remakes. The original Resident Evil remake, way back on the GameCube, they, they iterated on the whole system and made it even better. RE2 remake was absolutely phenomenal. RE3 remake, I think I like more than most people. Uh, yes, it is a shorter experience, and they do cut out some sections that are interesting. But I thought overall it was fine. But this has been absolutely fantastic. Um, I've already beat it two or three times, trying to slowly work my way through the Platinum. Um, I'm trying to, right now, the last time, or this last playthrough I'm going through, I'm trying to do the no heal and no talk to the merchant thing at the same time, which is a lot more slow paced than the other um, playthroughs, but it's unbelievably phenomenal. And just, uh, I think a lot of people were worried and I'm sure it has been said by Mark too, when this game came out, that it'd be too serious and they wouldn't go with all the campy stuff that was going on with the original Resident Evil four. And no, it is just as campy, sometimes even more campy. And some of the little Easter eggs that they throw into this game is phenomenal. It's, With remakes and and remasters and stuff, as far as your guys' game of the year, it always gets confusing, but this is by far the best game I've played this year. Not that I've played a ton, but I've also dabbled in Dead Space Remake, and it doesn't touch this at all. Yeah, I mean, the Dead Space Remake was really good for what it it is as well. Um, But yeah, Mark had all kinds of glowing uh, praise, too, uh, about it. And yeah, I'm I'm wanting to check it out whenever there's another because there was a little bit of a lull, but during that lull, I had to catch up on some mm-hmm. other games. So I'm hoping if there's another lull in this year, of which right now we're starting to get into the oh, we're gonna have a big game release every week. Yes. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. But yeah, that's one I want to check out for sure. Mm-hmm. I loved Resident Evil Two, um, Three kind of not so much, but I get it. Like get four it. is is much more like a village, which I liked a lot. So mm-hmm. we'll we'll see. And yeah. I think you yeah. nailed it perfectly with with the village comparison. And I think we talked about it here because I was on that game of the year when we we gave village game of the year right for video I games think... to the max, or it was at least really close. And it was because yeah, I think it was yeah. They touched on different horror aspects, and a lot of it was based around RE four, and you just kind of knew that they were trying things out to then be able to do this remake. And they've just nailed it. It's so good. Yeah, that's, I mean, I don't think I've seen anybody 
Like it got tens everywhere when it was coming out. So it's definitely being one of those that's going to be up for the game of the year talk uh, for sure. I mean, have you been uh, playing anything else? Uh, you had mentioned I've been t- touching on those uh, Final Fantasy Pixel remasters. I didn't buy the whole bundle. Um, I'm just going to buy them one at a time as as I get through them um, instead of spending the 70, 80 bucks or whatever the bundle was. It's like, all right, I'm going to get through the first one. All right, I've now beat the first one. I'm like 30 minutes into the second one, and we'll see how long I can continue on. I've now already hit this point where um, two and three were, I believe, the only numbered ones that weren't online that I've never beat. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, three kind of had its own release issues and what we only got on like DS yeah, you got the the 3d version on the ds yeah. yeah so i just never got into that and two is not good um <laughs> so we'll see how far i get into two before i say screw it up i'm just gonna move on but i'm trying to follow a guide because I, I want to platinum these games so it's it's right. helping me go okay this is what i'm supposed to do this is how you kind of go against the systems that they built I don't want to like overpower myself too much, but Final Fantasy II is very um, innovative and ambitious with what they wanted to do, which was kind of what Nintendo did or the games in Nintendo did. It was like their sequels were always way different than the originals. And yeah. some love them, some don't. And we'll see if I can get through two, but they're beautiful. And I, I know I've talked about it with, or at, at some point on the show with, them putting like Final Fantasy 7 and 8 and 9 newer P or PlayStation versions on there, which is kind of all original RPGs should be re-released with fast forward buttons and or auto battle buttons. <laughs> it, I agree. It changes it so much. Like being able to just play the original Final Fantasy and know that I am underleveled for a boss, so I need to grind a little bit and to just go, you know what? I'm going to watch a show off to the side and I'm just going to auto battle and kind of play it in the background. Works really, really well. And then when it's time to focus, it the game's good enough to focus on. Man, auto battles and like the three times speed stuff that you got from that the seven, eight, and nine games it just changes the game for those old school RPGs. Yeah, man. Uh, it's absolutely like <clears throat> incredible that they've been able to add that and how much it adds mm-hmm. to the fact that, hey, now I can get through this and I don't have to necessarily like grind. Mm-hmm. forever in a day and even in um you know like octopath traveler 2 that i've been playing it has it doesn't have the fast forward mm-hmm. for the actual battles but it does uh have it has fast forward in battle so like the attacks are faster oh, there you go. and that kind mm-hmm. of thing so that helps some you're not sitting there feeling like oh my god i wait to do this you know like mm-hmm. i mean it would be nice to have it where you could and yeah they do have things where you can cut off the battles that happen and stuff because it does have like random encounters. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, so, you can do that yeah. in these two where you just turn them off. And I think it's it's brilliant that you know it lets you play it however you want. These games are forty years old now, so yeah. if, if you want to play it the way it was intended, you absolutely can. But am I going to get on somebody for going into the options and messing with the systems that they allow you to mess with? Which yeah, like with at least the first. Final Fantasy remaster. I was messing around through the options, and you could like get five times gill, or or no, you can just get no gill if you want to make it even more challenging. So there's just different ways you can play these games. I think it's just great, and lets people that are slightly younger than us experience yeah. the games that we played on, and and either break them or have fun with them. 
Exactly. And you don't have to spend 60 hours on the game if you don't want to. You want to mm-hmm. spend, you know, 10. Yeah. Uh, you can still have the same experience, you yeah. know. So uh, I appreciate that they added that. Those are things that should be when you bring in collections like that, mm-hmm. uh, have that in there. For sure. Uh, anything else you want to... No, the, the rest is all. I'm just having a lot of fun on the PlayStation Plus stuff. Yeah. Um, not just the monthly stuff, but the things that are just been thrown in there. I go through there sometimes and mess around. Also, bought a couple games on the spring sale that was there. That games that just passed me by. I'm absolutely loving Monster Boy and the Cursed Kingdom, which came out a few years ago. Um, I don't know why I've never heard of this game, but it's a, a cute little platformer where you can change into different animals though i've now gotten to the point where i have too many animals and <laughs> instead of just being able to switch over with l2 and r2 you always have to go in this circle and change things out in your dial and a lot of puzzles make you change animals multiple times and some of the animals then have magic then you have to go through their little dial as well and that gets a little annoying um, but it's really fun i'm also just started on a game called typo man which is limbo with words hey, and go. it's just as hard as, as limbo was the first time through. It's, it's kind of a fun little game. So that's kind of me right now. I am just in a holding pattern until final fantasy 16 comes out. I'm trying not to overspend on other games when, especially I knew may was going to be extremely busy. So I'm just kind of throwing in little side games for now, but final fantasy 16 is the next one. That's an absolute must buy for me. That's where I think I'm at too. I have to really look at the the calendar, but as far mm-hmm. as like must, must, mm-hmm. I know I'm getting that day one for sure. Final Fantasy mm-hmm. 16. Because uh, the other stuff, like, you know, like what you're playing, remasters mm-hmm. or uh, like Advance Wars, is something that it's older. <laughs> I can just, you know, play yeah. it when it, it has its moment. Uh, I'm still considering whether or not Diablo 4, uh, yeah. if I want to or not. I, I think I'm really going to. I would. I didn't get to play the beta the the first couple of times. I'm gonna make sure mm-hmm. when they do this last one, I I hop in and. I think Diablo Four for me is going to be a lot like the new Star Wars game, which we yeah. will talk about its issues later on in this show. It's I know the history of these two companies, and I know how bad the first Star Wars game was when it first released and i know how bad diablo games can be for the first few months until they work on stuff. not to mention the how much long you have to wait in a queue to get to play yeah so those are games that i will absolutely play but i will not be a, a day oneer by by any means i'll wait for it to to kind of go through it, its cycle a little bit and and calm down and work through the bugs and in like six months or so i'll give it a shot yeah that's always the best one you can wait and you know you're gonna get mm-hmm. the best version later that's the <clears throat> definitely better than sitting here and mm-hmm. getting a day one and having to deal with what folks are, are dealing with now. Yeah, so for sure. um, as, as far as uh, goes for me, I have uh, off game pass, which it came out uh, on the 27th, a few days ago, uh, the last case of Benedict Fox. I was kind of um, intrigued by it when it's been shown in trailers a few times, whether it was a Nintendo direct or on a Microsoft's, showcase thing because mm-hmm. um, it was kind of like a dark investigative story. I like those kind of things. Uh, you know, kind of Sherlock Holmesy sort of. Mm-hmm. And it does have that. It has your investigation things. It has like puzzles you have to solve. But I didn't know it was a Metroidvania until I, until mm-hmm. I downloaded it and put it in. And yeah, it's definitely a Metroidvania. As you go back and 
uh, find things. You find the key, try to get in, go back there, figure out what's there. It has the map that's very much, you know, Metroid-y that tells you exactly where the things are and where you have to. It's just getting to the certain area that I need to get to to get past those points that it's not always easy because there's platforming as well. So um, some of the jumps are not, not easy to do. And then some of them you can't get there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the, uh, the battle mechanics were not uh, so simple because there's part of it. You have a gun that you build up by doing melee attacks. And apparently I did. It took me a while to realize that the, I have to use the gun to blow up a wall. So then it was like, wait a minute. Now I ran out of enemies, so I can't, use the gun so <laughs> like i had to go back and reset it to be able to to do it which that was kind of annoying but i i like the aesthetic i like the world it's mm-hmm. um it's really cool looking i didn't expect that so far so it, i'm i'm usually not one for metroidvanias mark is the one that loves those and jumps mm-hmm. into them i know you you like them a little bit i like them well, a little so. yeah. Yeah, uh, I bet if I showed it to him, he might actually like it. But, you know, he's opposed to Game Pass, so I have no idea when he would. Who is opposed uh, to free games? You know, somebody doesn't want to pay for a service. He would rather own everything, you know. Yeah, I guess he never. As somebody that owns, owns I got turned the right way. As somebody that yeah. owns a lot of stuff, I was like, the yeah, newer stuff I don't care yeah. about as much. I just want the old right. stuff. And that he he loves to do that too, man. Oh, he's yeah, on here every sure. week telling me about how, which thing he bought. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's had a PS3 dev kit for a while now. He's been mm-hmm. tinkering around with that for a while. So, and I, I should have noted at the top that Mark is not here, uh, because he had surgery on his ankle. He's gonna be out anywhere from like two weeks to a month recuperating. Hopefully, he gets better and you know can be back soon. But um, the big game that I've been playing, I guess it's not big, it's a DLC, but it's a DLC to one of Nintendo's biggest releases from last year. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3's story DLC, which is actually a prequel to the entire series, which is kind of cool to have in your final game, a prequel to the entire series, pretty much, um, where you play as all the founders, Mm -hmm. which includes the protagonists of the first two games, Shulk and Rex. So... Um, it's actually just, I, I haven't got, I think I'm like about six or seven hours uh, in or that I played because I'm also kind of exploring and doing, all, you know, these are big games that they want you to explore a lot of stuff. So, and then meeting the new characters are fun. like, I, I love Matthew and A. I think they're really great, like additions to the whole Zonalbay Chronicles universe. And then, of course, getting to meet Shulk and Rex and, you know, more adult forms mm-hmm. is pretty cool too, because that's. You know, I didn't think that we were going to get that until they showed us this trailer. Surprisingly, like two weeks before this game, this was going to come out. This was supposed to be out in the fall. And then all of a sudden, randomly, they go, oh, hey, it's coming out April 25th, by the way. Like Nintendo with their usual thing. Um, But, I mean, the gameplay is is pretty much the same. They've added some tweaks here and there to kind of make it um, special, like the new... Uh, kind of tag team mechanic that they have with certain characters. So uh, that's been fun to play around with. And uh, yeah, I just love being in that world. I'm kind of sad to like get to the end because I know that my, that's going to be the end with these characters. If they have another Xenoblade game, it's going to be like what Kingdom Hearts was supposed to be. It's supposed to be like a restart kind of thing. So (laughs) uh, yeah, but I'm glad that he's, he's got to make his whole magnum opus that he wanted to make since Xenogears. Mm -hmm. He finally got to do it on the Nintendo switch. Uh, and it looks like, by all accounts, this is another great addition to that 
franchise. Yep. So hopefully they gotta finish yeah. this the, the story. I remember Xeno Saga on their PS2, and that thing was supposed to be like seven games. Yeah, and they threw it all together in three, and it was a mess. Yeah, yeah. unfortunately, it didn't do well sales wise. Mm-hmm. And I think not too long ago, people wanted the remasters on Switch, and supposedly Ben and Namco did some kind of research and like they through that research they found a lot of people no. would buy it so no. they're like eh. i i can't remember if i finished the third one for xenosaga but i beat the first two and i've played some yeah. of three but i just remember a lot of there were sections in that entire trilogy that were just like what are they doing like yeah I, as a metal gear solid fan i, I am you know, being a complete hypocrite here because hideo kojima likes to do the same thing but i remember a point where i watched a 45 minute scene yes they gave me control of the character I walked out of one door, turned the corner, and walked into another door to another 30-minute scene. Yep. So, again, Metal Gear Solid loves to do that as well, but I got into that story a lot more than I did. So I'm glad that Xenoblade really worked out. While, yes, it's always sad when you have a big franchise like that coming to an end. At least, you know, it hit the end that he wanted to this time. Exactly. Yeah, you with all of the different things that you can play with, there's the three games and the three DLCs, you have a complete story there, and that's... Mm -hmm. Uh, pretty awesome uh, to be able to do that because I thought when Xeno, Xenoblade 3 ended, I was like, oh crap, they're not going to actually do <clears throat> the ending part. They're going to just kind of give us a little bit of the Founding Fathers and that's going to be it. And then we're mm-hmm. going to kind of just going to be up in the air as to, oh, I guess this was the ending. Right. Uh, so thankfully, it's good that we are getting that. And, and you can get, you know, they've had other little expansion pieces, little story pieces, uh, story, de- not story, other DLC, like a like a uh, battle arena and all that kind of stuff that they added in the other DLCs and other characters as well. So if you didn't pick up the expansion pass yet, 30 bucks for all of that stuff is, is well worth it. Definitely go uh, check it out if you played uh, Zeno 3. So that's pretty much it for games we've been playing here. Uh, just because we both uh, reviewed this and then Radish reviewed it as well. Uh, you guys loved it a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I listened to your review, uh, you and Jens, and um, it's obviously a universally loved thing because the Mario movie has now made a billion dollars globally, awesome. uh, Randy. I mean, and I've I've looked at this, like, look at the numbers, and it's, you know, normally for all these Marvel movies and stuff like that, like the, the difference between, like, domestic and foreign box office is normally like mm-hmm. huge right it's a it's a like big discrepancy the like mm-hmm. the way that they've been able to it just released in japan obviously this weekend which helps a lot uh and and south korea and they actually made a, a different japan script for it it has a completely different script that was made by uh done by nintendo as well hmm. uh so i thought that was interesting that miyamoto so is it a completely different movie no no it's the same movie they just okay very they they made sure that it's not like just translated gotcha okay uh loosely it's mm-hmm. they made sure that for japan that they can understand this and it, gotcha. it has some local stuff in it as well so uh I, I i had to ask because jens likes to throw in random versions of these video game movies on chapter yeah. select so i was worried that all of a sudden i was gonna have to watch the japanese version of it yes um no but i it's still it's like it's crazy to me that it definitely deserves it, right? It's the first video game movie to hit that billion mark. Mm-hmm. Uh, now going to set the standard for all the other video game movies. That obviously helps that it's Mario, too. Yeah. Uh, and, you know. and it helps that they went at it in a smart way. I mean, to get Illumination out there that does Minions and it does putting it as a cartoon. 
and not trying to go this Super Mario and and not to rag on the old Super Mario movie from the early 90s too much but just Mario is one of those franchises that should be a cartoon and yeah. it works out extremely well that way and that's why this worked and the one back in the early 90s did not yes it has a cult following now but it's not a good movie it's absolutely <laughs> no, not a good it's movie not. it's it's fun to to sit back and laugh at right but it is it's not good. And now the, to be, you can be over the top. You can be colorful. You can be goofy in, in this kind of stuff. And it just fits really well with the story. Now, am I saying all video game movies need to go in this direction? A of course not. Because no. the last of us TV show was amazing in with live action. And that would not have worked with animation. And I think what has me more excited is we are nearly four months through this, this year. And we've already got The Last of Us TV show and the Super Mario Brothers movie, which, you know what? Absolutely were bangers. They right. nailed it. They were so good. Not not on the Jens and Randy's uh, movie scale, which we have to bump up because all video game movies back in the day were so bad that yeah. if we don't hate it, we have to give it an eight <laughs> Just, <laughs> or everything would be at a one. Um, right. So it's it's really nice that we have now had back to back hits that that represent video games. Hopefully that means things are turning the corner. But there's another story that you have on here that has me worried yeah. <laughs> for that same thing. Uh, well, definitely. I mean, and then to be fair, you know, The Witcher's also been pulling its own weight, and it's going to have yeah. it season three still need to watch uh, in July. Uh, obviously, going to be a little bit different, not having. Uh, having a different actor playing mm -hmm. the main character this time, but we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But um, for sure, it's great that this is happening. And you know, as as Mark and I talked about last week, you know, Miyamoto has hinted that there is other Nintendo movies to come. Yeah. So and again, they can uh, go in completely different ways. They make yeah. a Kirby movie has to absolutely be animated. Zelda right, exactly could go either way. Like a live oh, action but, Zelda could yeah. be interesting, but if they do it in a cartoony way, I think it could hit. I don't think they could do it in a cartoony illumination way. No, that, that's true. like that's, true. that's what I worry about. Is like if we're gonna try to make illumination, make all of these, they're no. really gonna have to illuminate. Uh, get illumination out of that. could do Kirby. I think yeah. Kirby would be great. Any kind of a Yoshi thing. Yeah, Yoshi, Kirby, DK, mm -hmm. uh, even Star Fox. I think they could do because it doesn't have like, nobody this. cares about that guy. Yeah. People <laughs> care about Star Fox as much yeah. as they care about Kid Icarus anymore. It just yeah, people, I mean, people are people me, will sit there and go, yeah. "We want them to come back," and then they come back and we're like, "Well, no, no, really." I am glad really that somebody has brought some sense to the table because Mark, for about like ten minutes last week, tried to convince me that if they made a Star Fox movie, it's going to do amazing numbers because uh it's it's a movie it that depends. can work. It, yeah. yeah, it depends on what they do with it. If it's a very right. good movie, it could be great. It's not going to be Mario levels of success. Right. Just because it doesn't have that fan base. Like Mario is at video games. You ask people that have never heard of a video game before and they show them a picture of Mario. They know who that is. Exactly. They're not going to do that with Star Fox. It's not. But, but let's that say they Fox wanted to make. Bad. Let's say they wanted to make a Nintendo cinematic universe. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I really hope that this is not a, a Marvel thing and we're trying to. I don't think Nintendo is everything, it, even though, you know, it, everybody see everything seems to have to have a universe at, mm -hmm. at this point. Like, what are what are the movies? They, like, let's say you got to have six, six movies. Are we saying so that, we're saying yeah. Nintendo universe so that we can eventually build up to a Smash Brothers movie or something. 
I, I guess it doesn't have to all be made by Illumination, but I, but I think if you're putting them in as a universe, you have to have them in the same style. So then when you yeah. combine them, you can't have a live action Zelda movie and no, call no, that I part agree. of the uh, no. uh, as the, the old uh, NCU is what we, <laughs> yeah, the NCU <laughs> the Nintendo Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Thanks, Aaron. Um, but I, I think it'd have to be at least similar, but I, I think you could just throw in there Mario, Kirby, Yoshi, Donkey Kong is your four. And right. then again, I, I think Zelda's better live action. So you'd be a little different there. So it's it's tough to then try to figure out which direction I, you want to go if you have to stay Nintendo. Them. I don't think they'll do them live action. I think they will keep no. them animated. Yeah. I just worry about Illumination understanding that they got to be serious with the mm -hmm. Zelda. Not that they have to be totally serious. You can obviously have gags. But it's got to be a little bit more serious when you're talking about mm -hmm. Zelda, and obviously with Metroid as well. If you're gonna you're gonna use both of those, which I think you can't. Oh, Metroid, yeah. Have yeah. a Nintendo Cinematic Universe if you're not gonna include Zelda and and Metroid. Those are your two biggest franchises outside of yeah everything but, uh, that has to do with Mario. But I think Zelda yeah. and Metroid both would be better fitted with a live action feel. Yeah, which would take them away from this whole universe idea. But again, they could work animated in in some way yeah. and then I, I like your smash brothers idea like bring out all these movies and then just throw them in the pit and just have them go yeah. nuts because i mean you already had that with the donkey Kong and how you could throw sonic in there because sonic's in smash yeah, that, we, i we mean just yeah. combined in can we get a mar or a mega man movie please it's not horrible that'd be great that's what i want uh well i mean aaron says that nintendo movies live action don't work at all yeah. for mario absolutely yeah. I 100% agree that the live action for Mario does not work. However, some live action stuff works. Uh, most of it is in Japan. As Again, Jens right. and I have been going through a lot of these. I mean, you watch the reviews, so you know. This, this Super Mario Brothers movie is not our favorite video game adaptation that we have reviewed on that show. The yeah. other one just nobody knows about because it's in Japan yeah. only. The Ace but Attorney. Ace Attorney movie. live action is so bonkers and over the top. It hits it hits all of the feels. It's so Hey, I mean, that's good. Like, see, that's the thing is let's see if they go that route. I just yeah. want to see what other not if they do eventually get to it, because first mm -hmm. of all, you have the DK movie that we know is probably coming. Mm -hmm. We know we're getting whether it's Super Mario Brothers 2, Yoshi's Island or whatever mm -hmm. it is. And we're getting something. Uh, sorry, it's almost a month after the movie. So I'm sorry if I just. You know, spoiled a sequel is coming. It made a billion yeah. dollars, people. Yeah. And maybe there's a Luigi's Mansion movie in there. Who knows? Uh, but true. that all has to do with Mario. So mm -hmm. if you're going to throw other Nintendo movies, and he mentions that we have a cast, we have a cast of characters that we could bring out. Yeah. Uh, you know, you definitely got to be doing Zelda, especially with the two big tentpole games that you have to feed off of and, and the other lore that you have of Zelda to feed off of. So Speaking yeah. of Zelda, I'll just throw this in here because I won't be here when it releases. Uh, the Breath of the Wild game and this new one do not look like. I mean, I did not get into Breath of the Wild as other people. Oh, okay. Um, and I will not be playing Tears of the Kingdom. However, I just want to throw it out there, and I've I've said this many times to our mutual friend Robert Taylor. I hope it's a killer. I hope it's fantastic. I hope it's game of the year because everyone is so hyped for this game. Yeah. That while it's not for me, I'm not one of those people that goes, "Well, it sucks." No, it just wasn't for me. So. I'm sitting here as somebody who will not play this game that hopes that when that releases 10 out of 10s everywhere, because I know so many people are just waiting impatiently for it finally to. 
Yeah, we'll get more into it uh, a little later, but for sure, I- I'm also on that same vein as you. Mm-hmm. I wasn't a big fan of the first one just because it was way too it. Like there's open world, and then there was like way too open world for me, mm-hmm. where it was like I don't want to feel like I got I've got to figure out everything that I'm gonna be doing here. I want a little bit of direction, you know. Yes, and I'm, that, I'm yeah. too stupid to leave me alone with my own inhibitions you yeah. give me an arrow give me a list of quests right. or i'm lost <laughs> yeah you don't have to point me in every direction yeah but you gotta like let me know okay this is like the main mm-hmm. story thing go over here if you want that or we'll see we'll talk about it in a little bit mm-hmm. but i guess to move just to answer aaron's question here they put it do you think that if they did uh zelda They'd let him talk, or he'd still be a silent protagonist, and everybody else would talk for him. The last time they let Link talk, it was horrible. Well, that's a that's a this was the nineties. I mean, it was a CDI thing, and it was terrible. <laughs> it was like, so let's bad. Not, let's, let's, yeah. So they could make a joke on it and have him just sound hilarious. Well, hello, sir. <laughs> he uh, we bring up Zelda, and he shows up. It's just right, exactly. Yeah, that's, um, yeah. they could make a big joke out of it where he. Uh, sounds funny and then clears his throat they make that joke in the mario movie about certain ways characters talk in the games and how they're going to talk in the movie there could be a lot of times where at least at the beginning of the movie somebody asks him a question and he goes to answer and then somebody just butts in and he's a silent protagonist for a little yeah 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 there's different ways you could go about it that'd be great i definitely think they'll try at the beginning to make him silent and then eventually they will build up to a point where he has to talk whether it's a joke or something <laughs> that will then open the box to where, oh, you talk. Okay. Then, right. you know, so um, like you said, they made the joke very at the beginning of the Mario right. movie that, mm-hmm. oh, well, we don't have to be so, uh, so crazy and exaggerated with our voices. We can just be, yeah. you know, Mario and Luigi. So it works out. It worked out really good. Uh, you know, Aaron brings up, he could just continue <laughs> to make grunts and yells from the Ocarina mm-hmm. time. That's I love it. He could do that too. <laughs> so, but uh yes, moving on from uh movie talk here. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna we eventually gotta get we gotta get to it here. So right, uh let's preface this by saying there is some good news for Microsoft. Uh Ukraine did pass the Microsoft acquisition of uh Activision Blizzard, um, which they join Saudi Arabia, Brazil, Serbia, Chile, Japan, and South Africa in doing so. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also made another deal with one of these cloud gaming uh, providers that are in the European region. This one called Nware, that's a Spanish uh, mm-hmm. cloud gaming provider. That's a ten-year deal, you know, whatever. I I don't really want to get into what those deals mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also had their like second best quarter ever for Xbox revenue, um, and all of that heading into what they thought was going to be good news it turns out that there is bad news for xbox when it comes to this activision blizzard deal it's been blocked by the cma and it's been blocked due to not consoles not sony even though sony probably has a little bit to do with it uh not nintendo it's blocked over cloud gaming of all things this this highly amazing uh version of video games that everybody plays cloud gaming mm-hmm. that that's what blocked it all yeah we can all blame google stadia for for this not happening because it it pushed this cloud gaming thing to a whole new level and it worked so well no it's it's interesting i i 
I'm in the mind that I don't care about all these acquisitions. It got over yeah. the top there for a bit where Microsoft and Sony just were trying to buy up everything. This yeah. Activision Blizzard thing obviously is a huge deal if it goes through, which now it's not looking like it will be in the UK. And we'll see if, what other countries do with it. But in the end, I, I honestly just don't care about the back end stuff. Just as long as the games come out and they're not full of microtransactions, then, I, then I'm happy. And that's fair. That's fair. I think from the, you know, the casual perspective or the person that doesn't pay attention to this every single day, mm-hmm. um, that is pretty much what people's probably take is that, okay, I don't really care. Um, am I still getting my Call of Duty every year, whether Microsoft has it or not? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then who cares? Am I still getting, uh, you know, Diablo and whatever on the Blizzard side? Can I still play Candy Crush? All right, whatever. That's that's probably what your GQ person, if you talk to them about that, mm-hmm. uh, would say, right? But I think from the perspective of let's let's look at this from the Xbox side of things, who have not had a good year. Uh, I mean, good few, however many they haven't had a good generation of video games. Uh, no, you know, it- you're, everything's when the Series X came out, the Series S came out. It was like, okay, this is a whole new ball game for Microsoft. We're gonna. <laughs> they got the Bethesda acquisition. They got all this stuff going on. And then mm-hmm. you get these small little wins, right? Like mm-hmm. Hi-Fi Rush uh, this year. And then a lot of it's just really, really negative. Um, yeah, it's, 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 so, negative. We, it's yeah. so weird to me because Game Pass is such a positive. As a, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a Sony guy, but I think Game Pass is absolutely phenomenal. And everything that Sony attempts to do will never reach what Microsoft is okay doing with, with Game Pass. I think it's brilliant. But... You know, I remember all those E3s, you know, rest in peace to E3, but <laughs> I remember all those E3s where Microsoft would come out. It's like, look at the 27 first party studios we have now and all these games that we're going to make. And they're all going to be on Game Pass. I think like four have come out in the last 12 months. Yeah. I mean, Sony's not much better as far as first party stuff goes, but. But you think- know, Sony's first party is going to be amazing. So, you know. Yeah, but I I, I will give a little excuse as far as you know yes covid was a couple years ago now but obviously it it really wrecked havoc on a lot of gaming studios and and slowed things down a little bit and it also kind of backlogged a lot of these games where we are getting resident evil 4 remake and legend of zelda uh, tears of the kingdom and final fantasy 16 and streets of fighter or street fighter 6 and diablo 4 within like a four-month period so you would expect one of these games that come out every four months is like just game of the year contender, just banger games. And we're getting all of those on top of, you know, Dead Island 2 was getting good reviews and it topped a million dollars in sales. And it's become a pretty good thing. And the Horizon DLZ is completely ignored, but I guess it was pretty good. So we have all this stuff <laughs> in a, like a four month period. It's just it's crazy how backlogged these releases are. And I think, I, I think a lot of these companies are going, well, we need to find a window where things are not as crazy. So our game doesn't get completely forgotten about. Yeah. Um, that's the thing is that, you know, Microsoft thought they were going to start hitting a period where it was going to be all good news, right? You get the, Oh, CMA is going to pass it. Cause mm-hmm. right now they're having to deal with the FTC sued them to block this. So they were hoping the CMA would pass. Then the EU passes next month and they put pressure on the FTC to, hey, you're the only one. I want to think about it. And then it actually turns out that the FTC met with the CMA and there's possible, you know, they may have talked about this. They said there's no 
litigation talk, but who knows? Mm-hmm. And the CMA decided to block it. Uh, and it, it just feels very arbitrary, like over cloud gaming, right? Like, so, you know, cloud that's a weird part, reasoning. Cloud gaming is part of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. How much have you used ever the cloud gaming thing that, that Microsoft no, has? None. 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 I, okay. I, I don't, I live in Northern Idaho. Do you think we have the internet capability to run cloud gaming in a suitable fashion yet? No, no. absolutely not. <laughs> We have pretty good internet here in uh, in Miami, but still, you know, there's even parts of Miami where the internet sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, and even then, in the UK, the internet's even worse there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I get it that they're saying that by default, because Google failed and Sony uh, jammed <laughs> it in the middle of like million other things that's on PS Plus, that's like a thing that's part of PS Plus that they don't really care whether you use or not yeah uh, but you do have to use it to play ps3 games but that's that's neither here nor there i'm just saying like it's not microsoft's fault that everybody else that's involved in cloud gaming either failed they don't care about it even though supposedly mark cerny said that he figured out some kind of revolution with cloud gaming like right before they were going to make the decision which i don't think makes a difference and you know amazon's there they're the biggest player in all of this and they're fine with whatever luna's doing but you don't hear anybody ever talking about Luna. It's just there. Mm-hmm. And it's there because Amazon has the money to just keep supporting it and, uh, you know, whatever. It, so it's not Microsoft's fault that they're the 60 to 7% uh, dominance of cloud gaming. They're making all these deals with these other providers, which all the providers have come out and gone, wait a minute, we want this to go through because we want those games on our platform. Now we don't right. get them at all. So... Uh, it seems like the CMA is just doing this because they can, because they they want to prove that you're not going to come in here because you're Microsoft and be able to tell us that we need to approve this deal. Now you got to figure it out. And it's like, first of all, most of y'all's issue at first was consoles, right? It was about Sony. It was about, oh, we couldn't let uh, Microsoft gain a foothold because it would ruin PlayStation's dominance in the the arena. And then they realize how quickly that makes no sense mm-hmm. and how much PlayStation is actually doing to prevent Microsoft already from rising any higher. Now, some of, a lot of that's also Microsoft's fault with, you know, all these other problems with their games coming out and Halo kind of failing and, mm-hmm. and other things. It's not just Sony, right? It's also Microsoft has not been able to get foot in the ground that they thought they were going to. But this is supposed to be like an accelerant, right? This is supposed to be like the thing that went... Right all right, we're going full speed ahead. And now it's like, oh man, what do we do? And so, you know, Brad Smith came out and called it like one of the darkest days for Microsoft in Britain ever. And oh, that, goodness. you know, oh my God. So uh, dramatic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the This is really bad. Well, to be fair, maybe it is bad for the UK citizens because you don't get all these games on Game Pass. Now you have to go and pay your uh, however much money, which number it's more. Uh, in the UK and Europe to buy games mm-hmm. in it. So I think in a way, yes, it is bad. Um, I think uh, of all the things you could have criticized it for, cloud gaming just seems very like, really? We're yeah. doing this based on future possibilities instead of what's here right now. Yeah, I, I, I could have heard, understood that, well, this is just too much of a, a monopoly at this point with buying such a huge company as Activision Blizzard and putting all this on your system. I could hear that argument. I don't 
agree with it. Yeah. It's like, put whatever you want on your system. I like console wars. Right. Because I like it for the two companies to really battle it out. Yeah. If, if console exclusive gaming completely disappeared, which I know a lot of people for whatever reason wanted to do, then you would not have game pass. Cause no, just, you, yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't. They, Microsoft they, would have had no care. reason to do that. They would have zero interest in just play your game wherever you want to play. I mean, I guess maybe they have game pass cause they're trying to, they would try to get you to buy their system over PlayStation, but you could just play it either way. But right. I, I don't know. I, I, I like it's, it's, we're bold old, old school wrestling fans. When wrestling has competition, the wrestling is better. Right. When video when video game companies have competition, it makes the companies better. Yeah, well, think about I, Nintendo Sega, how great that was to watch yeah. that unfold and how they each made each other better. And, um, and, yeah. and just to show to prove your fact, right, Nintendo is off on its own island right now, right. doing its own stuff, zero competition. The one thing that listening to Game Scoop, trying to get myself ready for the show, just kind of hearing different stuff, I didn't realize the Switch has never dropped in price. Nope, never had a sale. But, it's but never... if, if they had a competitor, yeah. yeah, then it would be dropping in price. We would have another iteration of the Switch, which is what we got last iteration with Xbox and PlayStation, where they just kept throwing out different stuff, trying to compete with each other, bringing up better stuff, bringing up better games. Now, I admittedly believe Sony has won the exclusive games battle over the last several years, but that's why Microsoft went, well, we're not winning that battle. So let's win it this direction. And we get game right. like Nintendo. I would absolutely love to get into some of these other games that, that come out, but I can't use the same strategy I do with PlayStation and Xbox. I'm like, I'll just wait for a sale. Cause that never happens. Exactly. It never happens. And when it is a sale, it's for two days and it's down 10%. Mm-hmm. But it's full price from what it was released forever, right. ever. I or, bet if I the looked lowest up, it goes is like forty five bucks, maybe. Yeah. I bet if yeah. I looked up the uh, Mario game, Mario Odyssey, I bet it's still sixty bucks. Oh yeah, unless you caught it on the sale. Yeah, that it's they just had ridiculous. Yeah, and, and and that's because there's no competition. So right, I, they didn't even do their like Nintendo Selects thing that they've done with the other years because mm-hmm. they were competing. Right when the Wii U sucked out loud they had to do the the selects thing to get people to possibly buy those right i I Um, love that the wii u suck because i have now 40 percent away through owning that entire library (laughs) because there's not a lot right yeah there's not um and yeah most of it's on the switch anyway yeah yeah, most of it got ported to the switch which means that the prices are not skyrocketing on those games yet right exactly so i mean that's that's the thing is that competition is good and i get with the uk just Going in and and doing it about a, a sector of gaming that may never take off because mm-hmm. you have to have the infrastructure for it to take off. And uh, <laughs> as Robert, as our, our friend Robert Taylor said, he lives in Southern California and he still doesn't use it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's the thing is that it's an option right now. Microsoft yeah. has it bundled as part of another thing that you buy. And I get I get it from a perspective of okay, well they could raise game press prices after they. They passed this. Well, Microsoft really doesn't, you know, they've already said that they weren't going to do that. Yeah. And if they uh, do, I think it would be options. Right. Yeah. They could, you know, release tiers of, okay, yeah. well, whatever the $20 tier is, you get this and this and this, but there's still the 15 and the 10 that give you the same stuff. Mm-hmm. Just you get more with whatever, whatever they're going to put on 20, whether they, they tell you, okay, we'll make sure that the, 
I don't know. I really don't know what they could do there other than extra perks and, and maybe some like extra rewards, like getting, you know, some kind of percentage off your games or whatever you wanted to buy yeah. them or, mm-hmm. uh, cause you know, you can't lock out which you, you, that's the thing is they don't want you putting the Activision blizzard stuff behind another paywall that's higher. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's the thing is yes. Do they, they don't, if you let this pass, if another, if say Sony has a cloud gaming competitor, does it behoove them to put that on there? No, but like you also don't seem to understand how those cloud gaming things work. The cloud gaming things are not like Sony Store, Nintendo Store, where they get a cut, right? You're they're just renting the cloud gaming thing, mm-hmm. and you're playing your game that you already bought somewhere else on there. So mm-hmm. it's not the same thing, and it's it's just it, a lot of it just seems co- so silly what they're doing just to be able to block it. And then the thing is also Microsoft may not have much recourse because number one, it's very hard to get something passed and, and appealed to the CMA. It takes mm-hmm. anywhere from nine months to a year. So that means we're going to be talking about this again for another freaking year. I'm so tired of it. <laughs> uh, and this is from somebody like I, I, I said on the last show and I've, I've, you know, you said it just now, I do not care about Activision Blizzard's games by and large. I don't. Uh, I'll just buy Diablo whenever it comes out. Um, I don't care about any, hardly anything Activision except for like Crash. Uh, if they make another one, yeah. And if uh, I have to play that on Xbox, then I have to play it on Xbox. I yeah, mean, it, we, I I think you and I are both in a in a decent situation where we can play them on all these systems. And yes, there are people right. out there that can't. However, yeah. that is part of the battle between microsoft and exclusives are part of the game yes hey if you do you want to play the last of us then you have to buy a playstation do you want to play call of duty then you're gonna have to buy an xbox that's no no i mean i i think call of duty is too big to be putting on as as an exclusive and i'm fine if you don't put any of activists games as exclusive no i'm just saying if they did it would not bother me one bit their problem is they don't want microsoft to get any bigger in the gaming market by doing this they mm-hmm. they even told them oh well why don't you just make smaller perks you know why don't you go after another gaming company that doesn't have the biggest game in all of gaming in it and it's mm-hmm. like i kind of get it in a way but they're shooting big because they know they need this to compete with sony's dominance and nintendo's dominance just waiting for microsoft so. to go bitch we already have minecraft we we have the best game <laughs> yeah right yeah exactly <laughs> uh so I, that's the thing is I, I'm I'm just sitting here. It's it flabbergasted me when that finally came out. Mm-hmm. And who knows? Maybe Microsoft, maybe this deal is completely dead. Maybe it is. I personally, it does not bother me. But I know there's a lot of people that were wanting this to be a thing. And I kind of wanted it to be a thing because I wanted to see Microsoft grow in the gaming space. I wanted mm-hmm. to see Xbox become a more level player with PlayStation because why? Because like you just said, mm-hmm. it makes PlayStation have to fight more. What are they doing right now? They're buying studios like crazy. Yeah. They're and, and not doing much either. Like I, yeah. we have Spider-Man this year. Well, I mean, they, they which is going to be great, it. but that's about it. I think Sony is a different kind of thing because they want to release the, the quadruple a quality, like mm-hmm. movie tier games when they release it. Uh, and now they're focusing on, Oh, we want to have like a million multiplayer things. Uh, almost all these yeah. studios that they're buying are for multiplayer stuff, which personally I don't care about. But again, there's mm-hmm. that's what makes the money. So they got to go where the yeah. money's getting made mm-hmm. at the end of the day. But I don't think this is a, a good good thing for the CMA. Maybe the E will pass it, 
And then that will put pressure on the other two. And then Microsoft knows they can probably win in court against the FTC. And then the CMA is the one that gets put the pressure on. And and then also if the UK, which this is what they want, right? They want the UK to get some kind of advantage. Maybe the UK gets isolated and they don't get anything Xbox. Right. Because you did this. So they may be coming back to rue uh, this situation. And also Sony is not uh, without fail here because... Sony pushed hard against this. Sony made the CMA aware of, of a lot of stuff. Is. And if this doesn't go through, Sony may may wish that they would have let it go through because I think Microsoft's going to come down with the hammer and yeah. they're going to come down with the hammer hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they, they're probably not going to get, you know, they're not going to go after Square Enix or whatever. <laughs> you know, Sega's doing stuff to make it look like they want somebody to buy them. Mm-hmm. Maybe Microsoft comes around and goes, ah, let's see, let's see if we can convince Sega to... Right. Come over here. You know, let, let's let's go try to grab some other. I mean, I don't know. Take two has been rumored around, you know, that Sony's been been sniffing around to see if they'll buy them so they can have, you know, Grand Theft Auto. Uh, yeah, got, honestly, yeah. Grand Theft Auto would work great with Microsoft because they don't release games either. Yeah. Still waiting. I'm still waiting <laughs> yeah, still for waiting. this six well, news. It's yeah. Been I mean, 87 years. Well, they are working on it. They are working on it, supposedly. So, uh, but. That being said, you know, they do have a game coming out in a couple of days, uh, Redfall. So uh, we'll yeah. talk about that when we, we talk about our hype level thing. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, look, there's a lot to go into. There's people you can, I, I'm, I don't want to sit here and spend this sure. thing. There's, uh, there's a lot of people you can listen to. I'm sure there's lawyers you can listen to that will break down this whole thing for you. If you want to deep dive into what, the, what Microsoft could do with the CMA. And I'm sure we'll get more news in this entire year now that we're going to have to talk about this again. So, you know, if you want more of that, there are, there's a million places you can go listen to it. I just don't want to spend an hour talking about this mm-hmm. and it's not necessary. Um, that uh, being said, we did have, which has been another trend this year, uh, Randy, that yep. bad PC ports and then just bad running big games coming out. Yep. Uh, it started with Forspoken and now it's, and it's bled throughout the year with other games. And now we got Star Wars Jedi Survivor, a game that made the folks that make Dead Island have to move up their game another week to make sure they didn't run into a game that people have been waiting for for a while. Mm-hmm. And it comes out with some really bad PC port issues. And it has issues on the PS5 as well. Yeah, it, it's yeah. one of those games where, you know, we make fun of Dead Island too for being 10 years in development or after being announced and and finally coming out but at least they knew that whatever they were fixing needed to be fixed and star wars just refuses again this happened with fallen order um i'm a big fan of girlfriend reviews on youtube go watch their first review of this game and and how buggy fallen order was and then yens and i for chapter select like a year later played it and it was fantastic and i think that'll be the same with jedi survivor it came out in a, a buggy mess which you and I, I know, have had many conversations over the years of needing to put a stop to these developers going, ah, you know, we'll just we'll just patch it later. We, we need our money now so we can patch these these broken games so they're playable in a, in a few months. But that's what Star Wars does. And I wasn't too surprised that Jedi Fallen or, or Jedi Survivor is doing that same thing. And even less surprised that the PC port was broken. Guess what? PC port is always broken. Like, yeah. I'm not going to go full Greg Miller, but... By the way, he has been absolutely hilarious. Over oh, yeah. He's, PC he's gotten total like WWE wrestler on the so, PC. Full <laughs> heel. 
However, you know what? This is also why I have zero problems with Microsoft buying Activision and then making a lot of those games exclusive because it's a lot easier to make one game for one system yep. than it is to try to port it to the 8 billion different setups that people have. Exactly, especially for PC. Yeah. yeah, which is why the PC ports always struggle because you know they work on it on a couple of different machines, I'm sure, just to test it out, but they don't have every configuration that's exactly. possibly out there and then people will get their stuff and it's all messed up so will it get fixed of course it'll be fine everyone will calm down but this is just a typical pc part it just doesn't work at, at, at first. i mean but i do understand people stop being upset right you're paying 70 yeah, for, sure. for this Absolutely. game uh and it doesn't work on day one when you buy it that is a very reason to be yeah. frustrated a reason to go get your refund if you want to yeah, whatever um, you know, Digital Foundry called it the worst AAA PC port of 2023 so far, and that's some, saying something because we had some really bad ones uh, already. I mean, that's the thing. I don't play this on PC. Mark's PC is not good enough probably anymore to play something <laughs> like this. But, um, you know, even on PS5, it has some issues. And I think yeah. that says a lot that you guys did a delay earlier in the year to supposedly give this polish and fix it. And then it wasn't, wasn't long enough. It it wasn't long enough. And I get it. There's uh you know, some devs that, that were talking and they said, look, if you want it to be a perfect, uh, your game will never come out because no game ever comes out perfect. There's always right. an issue, but a lot of games come out where they're workable, mm-hmm. right? Where you don't really have most issues. You might have some freak ones here and there and you get fixed those with a patch, but mm-hmm. But this seems not, excessive. And this is not the EA way. The EA way is get it out, get the money. Yeah. And then possibly fix it later. There's a reason why, yeah. as a football fan, I don't remember the last time I bought a Madden. And I will, every year, download Madden on Game Pass eight months after it comes out or whatever, just to try it out. And it's still a mess. It's one of those things where, at, at what point with EA do gamers go, you know what? Your game comes out. I'm going to wait a week and see these reviews because EA, they've completely lost my trust. Like, I was super excited for the new NCAA game to come out. I am terrified of NCAA football still being an EA product and it being right. a complete mess when it comes. Well, but I mean, to be fair, I mean, Dead Space Remake works just fine. So it's not everything. It's just, it seems like these big ones that they're really hoping right. are going to be. Maybe it's because they can get the remakes going. So we need to yeah. remake Madden 06. Yeah, and it'll work out well. <laughs> Add in the the season move in Madden Six; it'll be perfect. There you yeah. go. That wasn't in there, sure. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this, hopefully they're promising a lot of fixes. Hopefully it gets fixed sooner or later. But this is again why I don't go crazy pre-ordering games uh, day one. I wait uh, until there's reviews. I wait until, um, I mean, obviously if I have to review the game myself, then obviously I don't have a, I can't. Made that decision. That might have said my issues to be one of the journalists reviewing and telling you whether it's good or bad. Mm-hmm. I also have a problem with journalists not pointing out the issues and then giving it an eight out of ten anyway. But that's been an issue for a long time with gaming press that mm-hmm. we tend to do that. We tend to kind of push aside issues and say, "Well, I could still kind of mostly play the game, so it didn't affect it." And mm-hmm. I understand that you don't want to give a game a six because it looks bad uh, when it's something they can fix later, but it's still bad for the consumers when it first comes out and it's not mm-hmm. good because they're the ones spending the money. So right. 
yeah, just uh, wish sometimes there could be a little bit more honesty on that side of things. But again, you as gamers need to do your research sometimes, not get all in the hype cycle right. and wait. Just wait. It's yeah, good. Robert, wait on Zelda, sir. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's going to be hilarious when everybody is sitting here complaining about, you know, 30 FPS this and uh, Jedi Survivor issues and then Zelda's going to come out. Uh, it's going to have some issues running. Uh, it's not going to be 30 FPS all the time, or it's nowhere going not, not going to be 60 at all. People are going to be playing the crap out of this. So oh, yeah. it's, it's hilarious to me. We have all these fights about uh, graphics, 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 and this game is going to come out and it's going to do crazy. Let's talk about graphics in a different way. Uh, Randy, uh, both of us own the PSVR 1 at one time or another. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you, do you have any interest in uh, PSVR 2? No. Because yeah. PlayStation doesn't care about the PlayStation VR 2. So I'm not going to care about the PlayStation VR 2. I, it came out in February. I don't know. I've seen a single ad or commercial or anything from yeah. Sony. It just was like, here you go. It's the same thing if they ever came out with another handheld. It's like, I absolutely love the VR. I, yeah. I don't play a ton of handheld gaming anymore, but when I do, I like playing on the Vita. I thought it felt good. The games looked really good on there, but PlayStation yeah. just did not support it. And they supported the Vita way more than what they are supporting the PlayStation VR 2. You, you put in the notes that this might be coming to stores. I didn't realize it wasn't just because I have yeah. zero interest in it. And I just, right. no, no, thank you. Yeah, so essentially the 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 two hundred seventy thousand units that sold so far is only through the PS Direct. So the hardest of the hardcore people are the only ones that have mm-hmm. seen or touched this. Now it's going to finally come to stores. I don't know how much. I I do think there's going to be an increase. I do think there's going to be a bump, uh, in people seeing it and saying, "Oh, there's a now push to VR two and it has its mm-hmm. own controllers," which was. My hang up with the first one because I didn't want to buy the move controllers. Right. Uh, you know, so like I'm sort of interested if I had the space, would I consider it? But for me, the price is just $550 is a lot, you know, for, and, for seven games. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. For, you know, when you can, I could just buy the, was it uh, the Quest 2 and mm-hmm. get a lot of these same games. Uh, is there going to be this one killer game that's going to come to PSVR 2 and I'm going to like, oh my God, I don't think so. I, I just don't think that, um, look, there's a lot of VR defenders and I get that VR is cool technology. Mm-hmm. Um, we may one day get to be ready player one. We may get to that point, uh, but it's not right now. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't seem to be the thing that a lot of consumers want. Well, I, if we ever get to know. ready player one, it won't be Sony heart hardware that we put on our heads because they just don't care they don't care about this thing yeah there's somebody Uh, in the sony studios that just begs and begs and they absolutely love vr and they get it to to work and somebody's like all right fine just release this stupid thing but we're not going to talk about it ever it's like some son of a a a higher up just loves vr so they're like all right fine, we'll come out with our own stuff but they're coming to themselves they don't care the, the same Sony CFO, Hiroki Hitoki, says that he believes that VR could be one of the largest growth markets in the media entertainment system for the next, you know, five years. Whatever. They've been saying that for like 20 years before that. Because yeah, so, they have no market. That, there's yeah. no Sony market. And in, in, yeah, I just, so of course, there's a lot of growth because you have none there, but they just don't put it, the effort in. I agree. It, it's just the thing is, like, you can't have that same gaming experience in VR because, like, 
eventually you want to get that thing off your head. Like, right. I don't want to spend 10 hours with that thing on my head. I, right. I don't I don't know where Meta thinks that anybody wants to sit in an office with that thing on with their head thing. for eight hours. So, like, that's the thing. It's just, this is cool for something to show people to, like, maybe you have it at a party. They can play Beat Saber or mm-hmm. some kind of family game or whatever that you could put on the TV. And then you have the one person wearing the headset or the, like, but man, as a single player, like, let me sit in here and play this for hours yeah. and hours. It's not that. I, I just don't think you get enough sales for it to be worth right. it. Um, they are selling, uh, they are selling a lot of PS5s though. Six point three million in the last quarter. They shipped thirty eight million in total, which is ridiculous, mm-hmm. uh, breaking all the records for all their other consoles. I mean, you know, we both had our PS5s at launch. Like, yeah. where did so you know you mentioned Sony with their they're only going to release what seems like they're only releasing Spider-Man this year, they do have a PlayStation showcase coming True. in a few weeks. I mean, what do you think they could surprise us with anything? That oh, of course. I think yeah. some, some smaller stuff. And I, I guess that last of us multiplayer thing come out right. at some point this year too. They, they could definitely surprise us with some stuff, but I, I really think that they are building up for next year. And as far as a showcase goes, and I, I'm hoping these numbers prove it to be true. I'm just hoping that, this next showcase is basically going, all right, the PS4 is finally done. Every game from here on out that we make is PS5 only. Like we suppressed some of the quality of these games so we could put it on the PS4 because we knew with all the COVID stuff that it was difficult to get our PS5. But now the numbers show that it's not as difficult as it was before. So from here on out, we're PS5. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah, I'm hoping for that too, that we're officially done with PS4 because, hey, we bought PS5s for a reason, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and Final Fantasy 16 is showing that, that, you know, what could you do with a PS5 if you only release it on there? Mm-hmm. Um, it'll it'll certainly look pretty. Like, I just want to see some games that are, that are not only known IP, but new IP mm-hmm. as well. What does Sony got cooking that we, that's not some big known franchise? Right. Um, hopefully it's not all multiplayer stuff. Hopefully you're still getting some of the single player stuff as well. Uh, so I'm excited for this showcase, uh, that they're coming up, have, you know, going to have pretty soon. And that's good that Sony's selling ridiculous numbers of PS fives. It shows people still want the console. Mm-hmm. Um, although I don't know if you've seen, so, you know, you, both of us have kids relatively around the same ages and mm-hmm. you have your, you know, younger daughter as well. Like, Mine isn't a big gamer. She plays Roblox and mm-hmm. things like that. You know, uh, I know Chase plays more stuff like, um, I guess that that would be known to us console gamers. But yeah. where where is he at with? Because I I was reading stuff that you know our generation under us and then our kids they're not big gamers. They're not big. Uh, let me play on my consoles like we are. Um, Chase is in a weird mix where a lot of the games he'll play are very multiplayer based and it's just <laughs> so he can chat with his friends and right and, and yeah. play and 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 that's fine but he has recently really gotten into some of the older stuff i wish i would have recorded this because it was hilarious to me afterwards but he came into my office and i'd finally gotten a bunch of older systems hooked up behind me again and and got things going and he's like i really want to learn about these old systems he's like well you know some people are really into cars and some people are really into this or that it's like i want to get into like video games and, and know the history of video games i'm like absolutely son let's go yeah, of course. And, 
And I went, all right, well, you've been watching me play the RE4 remake, and you absolutely like that game. It's like, yeah. I'm like, well, here. And I sat him down with the original Resident Evil <laughs> for the PlayStation. Yeah. With PlayStation uh, on the PlayStation system and set him up with it and made fun of him because he took Chris, which is the hard mode of that game. Yeah. He had to pick the guy. And we all fall for that back in the day. Right, exactly. Um, but I left the room for a little bit, and all of a sudden I hear, oh, Oh, these controls. Oh, I can't figure this out. Oh, I'm out of ammo. I, I'm out of ammo. All right. Just start losing. So he's starting to get into like, the, the old classic stuff. And we'll see That's where we cool. go from there. However, um, some of the uh, accommodations that newer video games have made him a soft gamer. Right. Hopefully I will harden him. No, I mean, that's true. <laughs> it's it's the thing. It's, a, it's the accessibility thing that pushed for making things easier for people to just enjoy mm-hmm. uh, their game. It's not bad, but yeah, it's like, you know, when you're used to playing the Fortnite and and all those all those things that are like make ammo available to you like everywhere, right. uh, it's 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 a different experience. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, she's the same way. She sits there on Discord, talks to her friends. Uh, they'll mm-hmm. play Roblox together. They'll do it's something they can all play together. She's not right. really about doing it by herself. Mm-hmm. Um, even if they have to watch a show, she has to have her friend there, oh, uh, yeah. video <laughs> watching it with her which is funny. Um, you know, I'm on the mindset of like, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to watch this thing. Don't bother me, you know, right. like, or, or I might put a podcast on and play or something, but mm-hmm. it's, um, it's just an interesting thing that I'm like, maybe Microsoft is actually going in the right direction with letting your gains be everywhere because that is what the what generations after us are going to do. They're not going to sit in front of their TV and play, yeah, games. They're gonna want to play on their phone. They're gonna want to go to their friend's house, and that's why the, the Switch yeah. has sold gangbusters. Exactly. That's why that, the the Steam, the Steam Deck, Deck did really yeah. well. Yeah, uh, you have that uh, uh, Asus uh, Raj um, Ally thing that's about to come out. Mm-hmm. That's a Steam Deck competitor. See, that's the thing that like you were talking about competition. We need more of that. We need yeah. the problem with the Steam Deck is it's only being sold by Valve in Valve Store. People are not seeing it. Mm-hmm. I think if you saw other computer-based, especially if it runs Windows, like things that look like the Switch, I think you would get people to say, oh, I can play games on this thing. And mm-hmm. maybe I can't play Mario on it, but I can go on the Steam store and I can play right. all these kinds of games. Like, I think that's that would be amazing if we can get yeah. that and get more competition for, for mm-hmm. Nintendo to do. And then also, like, Nintendo has that of, you know, there's that quote by Miyamoto of he doesn't know if the Switch one games are going to work with whatever next switch thing that they make yeah and it's like the pc just has that library of those games all work no matter you know mm-hmm. and i mean obviously steam deck's different because they have to make it work with that but like i wonder if it would push nintendo to be like oh man we got to make sure the switch one games work because you're going to get a lot of people that may not buy the switch too because they can't play the other games you know yeah it's so, possible uh yeah, I, I I love seeing that. I hope we get more of these things, uh, whether they're cloud gaming based or they're more user and operating system. Those more of those little switch like devices need mm-hmm. to push Nintendo a bit more, because as long as it's PS5 and and Xbox Series, that's not bothering them at all. Really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred um, percent. And then just to throw this out there, because uh, we both uh, do things with the PS5, the this month's um, we do know we're getting humanity day one on may 16th if you have 
extra or premium. So if you want, oh yeah, to that's that, that weird, weird puzzle game. Okay, exactly the one with uh, yeah. where you're the dog following the made by the Tetris Connect people. Mm-hmm. So, but for the essential games, you know, the free games you get every month, you're going to get Grid Legends, which is a decent racing game that's made under Codemasters banner that EA bought. Uh, Chivalry 2, which was another, you know, decent game. And then Descenders, which is like a game uh, where you're on a bike uh, doing stuff. So, yeah, uh, some decent stuff. It's not the yeah. big games or whatever. No crazy stuff. Have. So sometimes they don't put the crazy stuff here, and then they put it in the mid-month exactly. catalog deal. So we'll Which they've been getting really with good with that lately. Yeah. Like the last couple of months, they've been throwing in some heavy hitters. So uh, the, There have been a lot of times that. where I'm like, oh, that's so good. I already played it, but that's so good. <laughs> Yeah, right. Oh, I might play it again. Like, right. Oh, there's that game that I kind of wanted to play before. Oh, now it's on here. I might play it actually. So it was interesting they put all of the Doom, yeah, in last month. Like, all everything, the even yeah. the, the fact they put Doom 64 in there it made me laugh. Yeah, exactly. Everything Doom, and then almost that whole thing was Bethesda. I was mm-hmm. like, well, Microsoft's really playing, trying to play nice right now, right? <laughs> you know, putting that on there. So wonder if it gets pulled next month. <laughs> right? Like, oh, I nah, screwed us. Forget it. Uh, so that being said, let's – we've talked about some of these things already. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, just to kind of have this, this segment here. What are your hype levels for some of the things that are coming out relatively soon, whether it's gaming adjacent or mm-hmm. an actual game? Most of these are game-related because, unfortunately – uh, aside from this one thing that we're going to talk about, most of the gaming stuff is kind of like nebulous. We don't really know when it's coming out. It's just there, hmm. right? Other than like Witcher 3, Season 3, and uh, we know Sonic 3 is coming out at the end of the year, but that's way down the line. The The first thing that we got to see like this week was they showed the first teaser trailer for the Peacock Twisted Metal Show, which has uh, Anthony Mackie, uh, you know, so, uh, we're talking about like some known names here. You yeah. Know, Laura Ned, Thomas Hayden Church, Nev Campbell, uh, so Samoa Joe's in it. Right. So what and they the trailer showed Anthony Mackey uh in a in one of the vehicles. He puts on like a the You're My Sunshine song mm-hmm. and and starts going down the road shooting stuff. And then they showed Sweet Teeth at the I mean, not much to go on there, but no. like I'm not the biggest twisted metal guy, but I did play the game back in the day. Uh, July 27th when it's coming out. What What is your hype level for this? Where are you going? Like one, one to ten kind of stuff? Yeah, or, one to yeah. ten. Like I'd say six, which was more than I was expecting. I think, honestly, it being a series and not just a movie works well with Twisted Metal. Just for the fact that if you ever played any of those original games, that whoever you beat the game with, you kind of got their backstory and what happened when they won the tournament. So I really think you could set it up where each episode, at least for the first few, is focused on one character. Right. And they will interact with others, but we get their backstory and we get what they would do if they win this Twisted Metal tournament. Um, The fact that Samoa Joe is the body of Sweet Tooth and Will Arnett, of all people, is it's the voice of Sweet Tooth. (laughs) is the weirdest combination to me. Uh, I, like you said, the trailer was not much. We, it was very much a, a, a teaser thing. So I, I want to see what the show itself is about. But I think, again, the fact that it's a series and not a movie has me a little bit more interested just because of the, what they could do. With it. Yeah, uh, for sure. I, I'm the same way. I kind of want to see what they can <laughs> do with it. Uh, we have seen some bad video game series here recently. Halo, we're looking uh, at you. Yeah, 
and hope you know the witcher has been the one standout or the cyberpunk thing which was an anime this this looks interesting at least like they definitely nailed a little bit of mm -hmm. okay this is this is twisted metal right um at least the look and and getting some of the vibe down We'll see when the actual show comes out if they actually nail it or not. But right. like you said, that's that's a good preface for it. You can get the backstories of these characters. Mm -hmm. You get some known actors in there that will get people to to pay attention and, and you know give it a look on Peacock. So mm -hmm. if they can they can nail it, then uh, you know it, it could be good. Right. Um, for sure. You know, one I'm also kind of worried about is the the Grant Turismo movie, which I think is the only one of the movies that. Is, may come out this year. I don't think it's a uh, video game movie. I think it's a. Oh well, no, it's based on. Yeah, it's based the, on the, like the guy that used played the games and then got put on the team and stuff. Yeah. I, I look at it more, and I still haven't seen it yet. Right. Um, but that Tetris movie that came out recently on an Apple TV Plus or whatever. I thought it was good, but I think it doesn't appeal to non gamers. I think it yeah. appeals to people that really want to know. It, but yeah. but I, I don't. Just from the trailers that I've seen from Tetris, I don't really, I don't yeah. think that's a movie that Jens and I will cover because I think it's more of a documentary kind of a thing than yeah, a, a docu movie or whatever you right. want to call it. It's not a a movie or show that's put in that gaming universe. Grand Turismo looked interesting, but it's like I said, I, I don't really look at that one as in the same vein as some of these other video game adaptations. Yeah, uh, that'll be interesting to see what they do with it, but I agree with you. It's more mm -hmm. of like, oh, the gamer that turned into a racer. Right. Not, oh, it's something to do with the video game itself. And also, Gretchen's was so realistic. Like, how much of it is really right. a... It's really just trying to simulate driving. As now it'd be hilarious if they were showing all these scenes and in and, and the bottom you said, uh, taken from Gran Turismo 6 gameplay. Like, <laughs> right. Oh, this was real. I thought... <laughs> oh, my God. We really stepped it up here. Yeah, <laughs> if, they, if they use this as a, as a way to sell that game with how beautiful that thing is, then you know what? I'm down for it. I'm sure it will get people to be like, oh, yeah, there's a new Gran Turismo on the yeah. PS5. I'm going to buy it, you yeah. know? It would not uh, surprise me if they threw it on a PlayStation Plus, like the, yeah. the month it came. Oh, for sure. Uh, would be would be good if they could actually do that mm -hmm. to get people into it, for sure. Um, and it's actually pretty decent in VR as well from what I've heard too so getting into actual games we talked about this one but i yeah. guess we, um well no well we didn't really give it a, a grade redfall is literally coming out in days but i i know both of us don't care about that no. whether it's 30 fps or 60 or whatever no uh do you do you care about it at all have you seen no. anything for it no, no. Okay. when they first revealed this game i had zero interest in it the more they showed of this game i had even less interest in it this yeah again just because I'm not interested in something doesn't mean it's going to be bad. I hope it turns out to be better than some of these previews have shown. I hope that the fact that it's like 30 FPS or whatever people are crying about ends up not being a big factor and, and it works out well. But it's, yeah. it's not a game for me. Uh, I'm one of those that I, I know I'm going to try it because I like the aesthetic. I like the world. I like, mm -hmm. you know, vampire stuff. Um, but my thing is usually arcane games don't vibe with me. Like. Okay. I couldn't get it with with Deathloop. I tried. I, I'm the same one. And I yeah, tried. like Dishonored, I tried. I just couldn't. It, it didn't work for me. Like so, I I probably I know I'm gonna run into the only thing that helps is Redfall's a shooter. Mm -hmm. So I I you know I'm better with shooters, but uh, especially probably not. I'm not gonna have friends to play it with, even though I know you can play this solo. Uh, I probably will wind up 
dropping it, I'm sure. But I'm going to give it a shot. But I'm, I'm not like, I would say maybe five or six on that level. Uh, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, which is the game that everybody is right. waiting on. Both of us are in that same kind of realm of, okay, the first one just wasn't for us. Yeah. And, but, and this one is even less for me. Yeah. They're like when they came out with that presentation, what two, yeah. three weeks ago now? Yeah, uh, that really broke down the gameplay of Zelda. I went, you know what? The people that absolutely love Breath of the Wild, like my son, my son really liked Breath of the Wild. They're gonna absolutely love this game. Um, the but to me, some of the stuff that really irked me was, like you said, I, I felt like that the world was a little empty. I, I do am disappointed that. We, we didn't have dungeons, but we have these weird little puzzle things that were spread throughout the world. Um, I hated that my weapons just disintegrated. And they're doing that again. But here. So that's what they've done. Is like, all right, here's everything that the people that really love Breath of the Wild loved, but now we've made it more even more intricate. So now you can combine things to make different weapons that will break on you later. And the mm -hmm. world now has an upper level and possibly a lower level with caves and stuff. And we'll see about that stuff. So now the world's even bigger. And I'm right, just and like, yeah, this is just not for me. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. The Banjo-Kazooie nuts and bolts version stuff yeah. going on here <laughs> with the Zelda stuff. Again, I think people are actually going to love it. Oh, yeah. um, it's one of those games like... Um, I almost said Bloodborne. What am I? Elden Ring. Elden Ring. Thank you. Yeah. From last year, where would I argue with somebody that says that was game of the year? Absolutely not. But it's just not my kind of game. And that's right. totally fine. That's I was what's going to happen way. here. So I think Tears of the Kingdom, if somebody plays it, and it, I, I pray that it's a 10 for 10 game for these people. And they go, that's my game of the year. And it's like, that's great. But I'm not, I probably won't play so, it. So how, how much is Chase hype? He's interested. It'd be. And that's the one issue is being in the same household as him. Now that game possibly could be in my house. I yeah. haven't decided if I'm going to make that kid use his allowance to buy it though. But, <laughs> that's the way. But, that's the way, yeah. but if it ends up in the house, I might give it a try at that point. I think yeah, I have levels like two or three. I, it's more so just for people like Robert Taylor that love that first one. I'm more hyped for yeah. them. I, I'm more of a, I definitely do enjoy some of the older Zeldas. Mm -hmm. I'm not, yeah, Breath of the Wild was just like yeah. 2D so. Zelda is better than 3D Zelda to me. That's fair enough. Uh, it's moving on from there to the next uh game, Street Fighter 6. It looks so crazy, it yeah. looks so fun. Being a fan of Maximilian Dude and watching some of his stuff and watching some of his content on this, I cannot do fighting games. Like the closest right. to a fighting fighting game that I can get into is either Smash Brothers. Or the WWE 2K games. And right. I don't really consider either of those like, this kind of classic fighting game with all the crazy combos. You... And even with those, for the most part, I just smash buttons. So will I play Street Fighter 6? Maybe at some point, if it goes on sale or gets on PlayStation Plus at some point. But it's the same as Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. I think the hype is so high on it because it looks so damn good Yeah, that I really hope it hits. And I'm a little worried with that hub thing that they've created in the little city but again watching the beta or whatever with maximilian dude going around just punching people and it instantly puts you in a fight with them and you create your own characters for it it's like you know what they might have nailed something here and, and i yeah. really hope it hits uh, i'm the same way i'm not i can't really do fighting games i did like uh dead or alive was a big 
uh, fighting game that I liked mm. and, and Soul Calibur as well were two fighting games that I, uh, back in the day, would always buy or play. Uh, but when it comes to Street Fighter, you know, played the, the 2D version as a kid mm-hmm. a lot, obviously. But when it became more intricate and it, it <clears throat> all of that stuff, when it went to 3D, I was kind of like, yeah, I, I think I'm kind of out uh, there. But the the actual like story mode thing, the world mode thing, like you, it, it looks interesting. I played some mm-hmm. of the demo. That stuff is fun. Uh, just going there, getting a fight with the people is just. Right. Uh, I don't want to. I know I'm gonna probably like I will go and play the story mode and stuff, but I'm not gonna go and and play that and and go fight people online where I'm gonna die instantly. You know, <laughs> for mm-hmm. all these people that that train forever to be in tournaments for this thing. Uh, I there that segment of the community I'm sure is super hyped for that. Uh, this is going to be a big game I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Capcom's going to be making a lot of money off that. Oh, They're yeah. going to have another win on their hands. So absolutely. Uh, kudos to them. Uh, Diablo Four. Uh, you talked about. You know, you sure you're probably going to play it? Not at launch, but yeah. In, in yeah. six months, I will say my hype is seven or eight. I, yeah. I'll let everyone else be the beta testers. Uh, <laughs> yes, there's been a beta and they've done all this stuff. It's not really a beta yet until yeah. you do fully put it out there. And exactly. Goes nuts. exactly. Um, so I will let everyone else beta test this thing for me. And in six months or so, when a couple of my friends who are way into this Diablo series have found every nook and cranny and are replaying it for the fifth time, I will I'll give it a shot. <laughs> uh, I know Mark will definitely be playing this on day one, whether it's a review code or he buys it. He's already leveled out the the beta and everything mm-hmm. he he loves diablo so i know we're gonna be talking about the podcast i don't right. know i'll have to play that beta uh that that ironically is comes out the same weekend as uh tears of the kingdom once i i play that i'll i'll see how it goes i like diablo a lot mm-hmm. it's just ha- diablo is one that i've always like associated with having a friend to play it with right whatever so um if i can get mark to play with me maybe i'll i'll put it down on the first day or not first day, but like within the early release month. But like you, it might be something that, you know, in three or four months I might look at and go, ah, you know what? Maybe it's Diablo time. Right. Uh, But that's another game that it looks like it's going to be great. And kudos to Blizzard. They need to win right now with all of the other stuff that's been Mm -hmm. going on with them and, and all the kind of stuff that is kind of like the rest of the stuff that they make is it exists, but it just exists. Right. They need something that's like, Oh, people are playing this right now and enjoying I, it. I so. think this is the first test of people's morale systems. Like we, we've seen so yeah. many people go, I'm never going to buy an Activision Blizzard game again. Yeah. Well, let's see what happens when Diablo comes out and how many of those will be streaming it. Oh yeah. They're going to buy it because you know, the thing is like a devil two resurrection. That's fine. But that's for the people that like have nostalgia for that. Overwatch two was not, uh, what mm-hmm. they wanted it to be, you know, Mark was very disappointed in it. Uh, so this is the first game that's like, this is brand new. Like, mm-hmm. this is what you've been waiting for when it comes to Blizzard. And hopefully it, it nails it for those people. And then, of course, the one that's going to appeal to both of us here for sure, probably our most hyped yes. game of the year, unless they end up releasing uh, Rebirth this year, uh, Final Fantasy sixteen. Um, me and Mark had a big debate about he wasn't a big fan of what they've done with it. Um, as far as making so over it the more, top. it's yeah. so over the top. So, I mean, how do how do you feel about that? Like, like it's it's more Devil May Cry, more actiony. It's not, you yeah. know, 
to me, especially watching that that longer video that they came out with, with all the different systems and hunts and all that stuff, to me, you're right. It's Devil May Cry meets Final Fantasy XII. Right. And not only just the aesthetic of it, but with the, with the different jobs you can go out, the different hunts that you can go out and do. Uh, from everything I've seen, it's like the, the main mission, if you go straight through it, is a decent length. But there's so much stuff to do sidewise that will completely derail me um because while i have said that i wasn't into breath of the wild because it didn't lead me in any direction um, when there's 97 question marks on a map say witcher 3 um i never leave the main area because i have to get rid of all the <laughs> damn question marks uh, so this yeah. this is a game that i feel like most people will be talking about the end game and i'm sitting there like 30 hours in just still right. early on just yeah, I, I haven't even gotten past hats. chapter two yet because right. I'm stuck, you know. I haven't completed chapter two, but boy, have I completed 17 hunts and done all this extra side stuff. Um, I'm very hyped on it. I do think that out of the games that I was hyped for that I knew were coming out this year, this has the greatest chance of disappointing because oh, really? it is so overhyped. And it is one of those games that was supposed to come out years ago and has been around forever. And I think that they've put maybe too much into it. So yeah. we will see how it ends up going. And plus with the different battle system and stuff, maybe it'll just end up being one where I'm not into it as much as I had hoped. Um, but no, I'm absolutely psyched and I will go against my better judgment and probably get this day one as well. Yeah, definitely going to get this day one just because it's Final Fantasy. You mm -hmm. know, the only other game I bought this year that thankfully that I haven't gotten to review <laughs> is uh, Theater Rhythm or oh, Theat Rhythm. You know, love you game. love that you, you've platinumed it all. Uh, so I'm close. Uh, I've done all the quests. I've done all of the crazy crap that they want me to do. I've done the Endless World. I just have to go through and kill more enemies because you have to kill like 5,000 enemies. I'm at like 4,400. Oh, wow. And instead of... Uh, you can play the uh, what is it, Price of Freedom song from Crisis Core. Yeah. Because you can kill like 30 people in that song. But instead of playing that over and over, I'm just kind of waiting for DLC. So the new DLC will hit and I'll play those four or five songs that hit. And then if I still have not reached said trophy by the time all the DLC comes out later this year, then I'll tease it a little bit. You think that they'll... I think that there's going to be Final Fantasy 16 DLC that comes I out. I hope so. That. That'd be really cool. I, I mean, it wasn't part of their roadmap but it would be really cool if they added. I'm hoping that there's some surprises to add content and stuff like yeah. that. Like, you know, I, I, I like the little, you know, the, the, the last 3ds one had like this elongated quest thing where it went through these, right. It's kind of similar to the ones that are there now, but it kind of felt more like you're going through this like labyrinth of, Oh, here's right. this, all these different ones that you can pick from. And Instead, whatever. here's just not pick one of three. Yeah. All right now, now you have to do this song. Now, all right. Now you get one of two. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I'm Final Fantasy 16 is the the one that just look. I I'm not uh, the biggest. I want to say Devil May Cry fan, but I do like the action combat. Mm -hmm. You know, like that was in seven. Um, the my thing is I I worry with the enemies that they showed in that longer version. Mm -hmm. If it takes me five minutes to kill every single enemy that shows oh, up, God. I'm going to get pissed. Yeah. Like, that, that might you know, stretch it out a bit too, too. Yeah. Like I, I don't want to like strangers of paradise is actually really good as well. It has some of that dark souls kind of combat mm -hmm. or whatever, but it doesn't take forever to kill something. You know, you can get overpowered and, and kill stuff. Like 
I'm just hoping that it's something that you were just fighting some of the like mini tougher boss stuff. enemies, yeah. you know, tougher enemies, and there is some of the enemies you're just gonna go whack, bam, goodbye, and mm -hmm. go move on to the next thing. And it's not like everything has to be this elongated battle because then that's gonna wear on you. I, no I just how much, honest, yeah. honestly hope the story hits. Yeah, that's too. because and the story I, looks interesting. I like 15 more than a lot of people, though. I really do need to go back and play it now that they have the yeah. the one version out where they fixed a lot of the issues that we all had yeah. with it. But I, I wish they would have been able to complete that, though. It sucks. that. Yeah. So, I mean, that story obviously did not hit very well. 13, I thought, was very, very bad. Like, I know yeah. a lot of people thought, oh, it was linear as all hell. It's like most of those Final Fantasies of the time, like, go back and play Final Fantasy 10. This is just as linear. Oh yeah, but the story weird. in ten was so much better. I just couldn't get it to any of the characters in thirteen. Twelve, I thought had a very interesting, old schooly kind of a, a story to it. And yeah. of course, from ten on, they were really they were hitting their their peak. You know that seven, that six, seven, eight, nine, ten range. Right. The stories were were there. So I'm hoping that this is not what we've gotten from Final Fantasy over the last few iterations, whereas way over the top graphics and beautiful scenes and we completely forgot about an actual story because yeah. it's one of those we, we we've said it before how many times was final fantasy like the top notch as far as graphics go and or the cut scenes ridiculous and i i think square enix went oh that's what they want from us they don't care about the story part they just want these over the top yeah action and, things and yeah so i'm hoping the story nails I really, really do. And then, like you said, then we wait for Rebirth. And yeah. I, I, do and I also, I also I, worry about those icon fights, too. Like, are they stuff you're just going to walk in and, you know, quick time event and kill them really quick? Well, it and, seems like each one's yeah. like a different type of yeah. gameplay, which I think will keep it fresh, at least. But I do have to say, I think we see Rebirth at the PlayStation Show. <laughs> I really hope so as well. I hope that that's why we haven't heard anything about yeah, it. I don't think we see a lot it. of it. I don't think we get a date by any means, yeah. but... I mean, we've seen a scene that will happen very at the very beginning of that, but I would like to start now seeing a little bit more. Yeah, I hope we uh, we get a little bit about the Ever Crisis as well. I'm still kind of yeah, I know it's on your phone or whatever, mm -hmm. but it still looks awesome, and yeah, I want to play that. Good, so for sure. All right. Well, uh, that's it for that, and I, I think that's it for uh, the show this week. Just to kind of because we always do this here, uh, mm -hmm. what what games are coming out in this week ahead. And of course we talked about Redfall already. That's the big game uh, that's coming. You can go get it on game pass on PC game pass, or just you can go buy it if you, uh, as well. And then there's also another game coming called Ravenlock that's coming to game pass. That's made by the city but made echo generation, uh, which that was a really fun indie game that uh, kind of felt very eighties. Uh, so yeah, definitely. Go uh, check that out as well. That's coming in on the 4th. So, there, yeah, there's not a whole lot coming at the beginning of the month, really, mm -hmm. that's that's worth uh, noting. But those two games are, are pretty good. Uh, and, I mean, hopefully Redfall is a hit for some people, regardless of whether right. you care about what FPS it plays at or not. But, yeah, you know, whether you're playing those games or you're playing something else, enjoy your gaming. Thank you, Randy, so much for being yeah. on this no week. Um, Mark, hope you feel better, man, and uh, recuperate soon, and we'll see you all later.